Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes, episode 131, the emergency number in Chile episodes. We've had a lot of these episodes before. Uh, I am Trey, joined by Cam. Another two-man at for now. Tucker says he's getting on. Dylan may not be joining us. He's at a baseball game. Regardless, we'll get a take for this week, put it up in a poll. Uh, how are we, Cam? You're doing well. Doing well. I'm a little tired. Ready to go. Yep, it's late, so we're getting it on. Should be a short episode. Not a lot going on this week. But I have some good news for Cam, who is the only one that showed up tonight on time. Uh, Cam, you are taking home the point in the poll this week for your Stan Kroenke's uh, Overwatch take, which I think we all loved. So I'm, I'm happy to see you get a win. I will say right now that I did vote for your poll because uh, Jaron Duran already got vaccinated, so I felt bad about or no, he said he's getting vaccinated, so I felt bad about uh, voting for mine. So, congrats. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. appreciate the vote. Uh, I'm sure I got Chris's vote as well. We uh, brought it to his attention in the chat. I think he liked it too. So. Yeah, that's one he definitely had to listen to. He's a big Overwatch League guy. Probably the biggest Overwatch League guy I know. Um, so that'll take you up one more point, put you at six. You're now firmly in second place behind me with 11, Dylan's at five, Tigers at four. Um, other winners and losers this week, the only ones I can really think of are Baker takes. Did anybody say Panthers? I feel like I may have at a time. I think we may have all said Panthers. I did not. I know I said Texans. You said Texans, so a loser for you there. Um... I can't think of any other Baker takes, though. I think somebody might have said Seahawks. That sounds like a Dylan take. I don't remember specifically, but Panthers wasn't a shock. We'll get to that a little bit later. Yeah. But other than that, I can't think of any winners and losers. Uh, Winner America, 4th of July. Had a great weekend with the boys back home. Uh, How was your 4th of July camp? Well, if my phone would on mute, I would tell you. Um, I was good. I had a very relaxed Fourth of July. Um, trying to think if I did everything on my Fourth of July list from last week. Number one was the barbecue, the grilling, drinking. Definitely did that. Fireworks did that. Listening to Fourth of July music for sure. Uh, what else did I have on there? I can't remember what your list was. I know mine was patriotism. I was very patriotic. Not as not as patriotic this year. I don't know why. It's kind of the maybe it's celebrating on the third instead of the fourth. Um, oh, definitely. I got it. Parade, parade and concert were my other two. I did not go to a concert, um, and I did not go to a parade. I actually did go to parade. I went to the Pittsville parade for the first time in two years that it was was down. So that was good. Uh, it was a great parade. All right, let's move on. I also. Didn't go to a parade. Oh, Tucker's back. Tucker's here. How are we doing, Tuck? Tucker, are you with us? Am I going insane, or did I not just hear Tucker's voice? I was there. He left the call immediately. Yeah, he hates us. We are having some technical difficulties tonight. Cam and I had a hell of a time getting on. There he is. He's in now. I'm back in. I'm back in. I just need to switch off the Wi-Fi. I was leaving the restaurant. I was on the Wi-Fi. So I'm off the Wi-Fi now. We're good to go. Ready to roll. 
Uh, did we already do ways to take? We have not. Started. No, already. Beautiful. Well, I don't want to start. Okay, well, I can start. And I'm going to keep a trend going a little bit because I love the video game take out of Cam last week. So I, I got to thinking this week, slow week in sports, didn't really have anything up my sleeve, didn't want to go to the well of the Patriots are bad takes. Um, so I decided to go with a bit of a video game take. It is sports related. So um, something we haven't been talking about really that's been kind of newsworthy is the comeback of the EA Sports College games. Now everybody knows NCAA 14 EA Sports was the last great football game. I still play it regularly. We talked a little bit about the series I did, uh, the Hawaii Tech Sharks, where I made uh, my friend group, including all the Wasted Takers, uh, put them on a college team, one star. Got, that was the best player on that team. Got us up to five stars. Uh, Cam won the Heisman. I, I'm sorry, I was Depoy. Tucker was Depoy. Cam won the Heisman. Anyways, we're getting on a tangent. Um, that game's great. I still play it decently every year or so. I pull it back out and get, get my dynasties rolling. Um, but of course they're coming out with a new one. Now, my fear when this was announced that this is just going to be a Madden reskin. Um, Madden, Madden hasn't been a, been a good game in a long time, as I've talked about. Um, and it's continuing to just stagnate and be a bad game as is the way with most EA properties. So, uh, when they announced this game, I was worried, but I figured, you know, maybe it's a different team. Maybe they're going to focus more on, you know, trying to make it like it was, yada, yada, yada. Sure, the gameplay probably won't be as great, but still, it'll be a fun game. Well, now some news is coming out that, A, a lot of teams are opting out because of NIL issues. Um, the intention is not to use players, to just kind of use randoms. I know in the old games, they used random, you know, the players didn't have names, but they were modeled after the players. I'm sure they won't be able to do that now with NIL and all this stuff being uh, more closely watched. So it's probably just going to be, you know, overalls are going to be based on, you know, how good the teams are and go from there. Um, the second problem is that uh, teams, I think as I said, this, the teams are opting out because they don't know how it's going to work with getting payers played. So there's already some big teams. Notre Dame has said until they figure it out, they will not be participating, which is one of the biggest brands in college football. The second big problem is they are adding ultimate teams. Ultimate Team is what's killed Madden. It turned Madden into the sad state it is today. They're all focused on making money. They make a billion dollars off it a year or something like that. Something crazy. Um, so they, they continue to do it. They're not going to stop because it is making money. And I think it's a trash part of the game. I wish it wasn't in it. But they are putting it into college football. The third problem is there are rumors that Dynasty Mode is not going to be there. There are rumors that um, Road to Glory is not going to be there. Uh, at least not in the way it was in NCAA 14. So this is the take. This game is going to be a massive failure, which will directly cause EA to lose licensing for both the NCAA and Madden. Madden players have been getting frustrated for years because of the lack of attention to a superstar mode, to a franchise mode. Um, and this is going to be it. This is going to be the combined outcries of NFL fans and college fans that are going to extremely upset, upset the community, cause boycotts. And this game's release will result in EA losing football licensing deals. That's the take. Yeah, I disagree. 
Uh, I agree with you that the games are becoming trash. We talked about it, but they've been trash for so long. They're just going to keep being trash, and they haven't lost their license yet. I don't see it happening down the line. They're making so much money, and while I don't buy any of the new game, uh, I guess we... <laughs> well, I see good. Um, well, I don't buy any of the games. Um, people are always going to buy them. I mean, it's, it is what it is. I don't see it being too big of an issue that, that they lose licensing. I mean, I couldn't just say it's going to be a bad game. I had to make it a waste of tape, so I did. Uh, Tuck. Uh, I like the take. I don't think it's going to happen, but I didn't put the whole NIL stuff into this. So what teams have opted out? Um, so basically the way it's working is they're doing a deal with a licensing company like that's in, in involved in the NCAA. They have like the, the teams buy into this group and they're allowed to like sell their merch and stuff like that, I think, through them. And they're doing a deal with them. But there's a lot of teams that aren't in it. Clemson's not in it. Notre Dame's not in it. Air Force is not in it. A bunch of big, you know, notable college teams aren't in it. So they have to opt in um, as it is. And uh, there's teams that are in it that are opting out as well because they want the pay- the players to get paid a cut of the game's profits because they're using their name, image, and like because they're going to use their aim their imaging and likeness so they don't want those players to miss out on the money that they could be making um all right counter take i'm just gonna throw this out there i think that teams that aren't involved in this will have a severe drop off in talent in the future because you know i think who you like in when you're in your 18 has a lot to do with, like, who you played with in video games. Like, you know, I started liking the teams that I played with in, like, video games growing up, especially for a college football game. I think it plays a big factor. So I can see that, like, hurting Clemson in the future. If you can't play as the powerhouse Clemson in the video game, people are not wanting to commit to Clemson. So I think everyone's going to opt in. As for your actual take, I don't believe it, but I like it. I think I think money talks at the end of the day, and EA is just going to keep giving enough money to keep getting the contract, and no one's going to compete against them because they have to break a brand new game. And the games are making enough money where who's going to break the contract because everyone's winning. Well, I like your counter take. I, I somewhat agree. I don't think it's a huge factor, but it definitely pet plays a part. I mean, me growing it's up. Like, I don't think it's... Like no, a, I agree. Like, no one's saying, like, oh, I didn't play with Clemson in it. But, like, you know, if you play a video game and you're like, Alabama was always the best at this video game, you're like, oh, Alabama's the best football school, and so you want to go to Alabama. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I became a Gators fan, on top of Gators being good and, you know, liking Tim Tebow. I played with them in the games. It was a lot of fun. So. They were good. And I'll tell you what, you're probably right about um, EA continue to make this because suckers like me, I will be buying this game. I will be buying Madden next year just because I love football so much. I want to play the video game for it. I should just stop because that's the only way it's going to happen is if all the players, all the gamers boycott it. But we're too stupid, so we won't. You're you're right there. Um, All right, who's next? Uh, I'll go. One sec, I'm switching over to my computer, my phone. 
someone talk while Cam, we Cam, who did you play with uh, back in the day in NCAA? I was going to actually touch on that, too. I think, um, like I said about your take, I don't think that's going to happen, but I can see that maybe this is a one-and-done thing where they make this one NCAA game. Everyone's going to buy it, but is it enough people buying it to where you don't have everyone bought in in the actual league? So I can see this maybe just being the first, the only time it happens, and uh, they never make one again. As for who I played with, obviously I was a big Ohio State guy. Um, I think, honestly, I was a big Georgia guy, I think. It's kind of a crazy one, but I, I remember playing, playing with Georgia. I think I had a guy maybe on my dynasty team that played for Georgia, and that's why. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I never really played the, uh, the specific mode where, or the just play now mode. I was more of a dynasty guy, road to glory. Played with UMass a lot, trying to get them back into the number one spot. I was always fun. I'll tell you one other big feature that's going to be missing. That's been, I think, confirmed. Team built, no team builder, which I think is the best aspect of those games. Building a terrible team and bringing it up to uh, recruiting it up until you're a powerhouse. I think that's the most fun you can have playing a college football game. Uh, all right, who's next? I'll go. So, as we know, big news of the day, Baker Mayfield to the Panthers. So, as we know about Baker Mayfield, he is a guy that always wants a narrative about to be someone doubting. Even when like he was first overall pick, all that, it's always... Like, everyone's against me, all that. And he plays his best when he has doubters. Through and through. I mean, every time, you know, there's been people saying he's not good, blah, blah, blah this, he shouldn't start, is when he shines. And this season is the ultimate situation of Baker Mayfield against the world. Everyone's doubting him. His own teammate, Robbie Anderson, when he first heard the rumors of Baker Mayfield going there, said, no. I mean, this is a guy that everyone's against right now. I think he's thriving in this type of situation. He's a dog. At the end of the day, he's a dog. And that's how he's going to play his best is when everyone's against him. So I'm going to say Baker Mayfield is going to lead the Panthers to an NFC South championship this year. Um, I like Baker. I, I know he's had his struggles. I've kind of come around to the fact that he might not be good. Um, but I do like him. I think he has a chance to see here. I'm going to touch on it more later, but I disagree with the take overall. Uh, they have to play Tom Brady twice a year and Tom Brady is obviously not going to lose that division while he's still playing. He could play for the next 10 years. He probably would still be good enough to win that division. It's not a very strong division. Uh, Panthers, especially, are pretty down low, I'd say. I'd put them below the Saints. Uh, maybe, I'm trying to, no, the Falcons are probably the worst team in that division. But they're going to be in a solid third-place spot. Uh, I don't see them beating out the Bucks this season with Brady at the helm. I, I don't think it's possible. Camp? No. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, 
I had a bank who's going to win comeback player of the year today. No, you did. So, I mean, this just plays right into my hand. So, yeah, I'll take it. I don't think it's going to happen. I still think Baker can win the comeback player of the year without them winning the division. So, I think the Bucks are going to win it. Um, I also can see him being like the third string guy in the team. Um, so I, I don't really, I don't really know. I don't like Baker. I've already said that, but since I have him as comeback player of the year, I'm going to go ahead and half agree with this. Say he's going to, he's going to thrive. Don't think he'll quite win the division, but he'll do well. All right. Uh, we'll touch more on Baker, uh, in our segments. Cam, uh, do you have a ways to take? I sure do. All right. So, in other news, and I didn't want to bring this up when you were asking before the show, Trey, because it was part of my take, but Brittany Griner <coughs> is um, still over in, in Russia in jail. She's been over there for almost 140 days now, I believe. Um, and we have we talked about it? No, I don't think we talked about it too much in the pod. Group chats, maybe. Um, she hand wrote a letter to Biden. He said that he read it. He's going to do what he can to get it out. Now, if every American that got arrested over in Russia just could hand write a letter and get out of jail, then, you know, that, they would probably do it. So I don't think it's very fair that she can just use her fame, write a letter, and the president's going to, you know, take a look at it and do what he can. Now, that being said, I don't think she deserves to be in jail. She should be in jail for this fact that she broke their law, but it's kind of ridiculous just for having, like, a weed pen or something like that. That being said, I think she's going to stay there for a while. I think she's going to be charged... She's going to be convicted, and there's nothing Biden can do to to get her out. It's Russia, and they don't really take anything, um, take any, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Black. Yeah, that. So I'm going to say Brittany Griner, and I guess this is a sports take because she's a sports player, is going to be in Russian prison for the next five years at least. So I'll say this. I get wanting to bring her back. She's an American citizen. Like It's clearly not in our best interest to have somebody locked up in Russia. But at the same time, she's not a great person. Like I see all this love for her on Twitter and all this stuff like, oh, if LeBron would have got kidnapped, we would have invaded. You know, if a if, uh, male athlete, blah, 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 blah. Like I get wanting to prioritize when uh, female athletes on the same level as male athletes and I'm, I'm for it, especially in, in situations like this, but she's a domestic abuser. Is she not, she beat up her wife. She seems like a kind of a bad person. So I don't really want her back to be honest with you. I would rather see, you know, I, I mean, I, I think that it'd be good to have her, her home just so we're not dealing with the, you know, whole controversy with Russia, but she's, she's a, a bad, bad egg. Um, I don't care what gender she is. I don't care what her profession is. 
She's just overall doesn't seem like a great uh, person. So I'll agree, Cam. I don't think she's coming back. I don't think the U.S. should put too much effort into it. They should try to get her back. If Rush says no, then basically that's the end of it. Don't don't do anything drastic. Um, but if you're a domestic abuser, I really don't have that much sympathy for you. So um, yeah, I, I I agree, Cam Tucker. Um, yeah, I mean. I'm 100%. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's ridiculous that she's being held in Russia. I feel like it's just like a boot and power move right now. But, um, I mean, it's crazy that she's there, but what do they want us to invade Russia to get her out? Do I think it's probably a different story with LeBron? Yes. He's one of the most famous athletes in the world. It would be a different story if it was Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, like any major huge athlete that's, you know, like at the end of the day, Brittany Griner is like a D-list celebrity. Like it's not as big of a deal in the mainstream media because she's not as famous and I kind of with Trace I didn't know that she was a domestic abuser and all that but like yeah I mean if she's a shitty person she shouldn't be there I'm not going to say that she should be there but I'm not putting in the resources I am to put out like for someone that's a good person um just to to clear this up because I don't want to blatantly call her domestic abuser her and her wife were convicted of domestic abuse on each other like they both, they a call of police were called when they were fighting each other, physically fighting each other. Um, so, I mean that I guess that might lessens it might might lessen it a little bit, just because it's probably an argument between the two that got out of hand. It wasn't like she was beating her up and you know physically uh, dominating her. So, uh, I I still think they sh- based on that, I think they should try to get her back. Um, I don't. I I don't know. This is a tough one, Cam. I because I want to believe that they can, but at the same time, Putin's a crazy person, and the Russians. Have yeah, lost at it. the end of the day, I feel like they like being in the news for having like a U.S. celebrity in their custody oh, and can't do anything about it. I think like it's a power move by Russia, and I'm not sure they'll just be like talked out of it without like I don't know something insane. Cam, any other. Besides North Korea, they they would probably have already released her. Well, they she might not have even been in jail in the first place. Where did ASAP yeah, Rocky they, they, get picked up? What? Where did ASAP Rocky get picked up? Was that Spain? I don't remember. Trump got him out though. Trump got him out. Yeah, I don't um, I don't remember what country it was, but uh, Switzerland. Switzerland. They're I mean they're uh, pushovers again. I think it's very easy to negotiate with Switzerland as compared to Russia. Yeah, they're my, not. My, my take was almost that we're going to go to war for with Russia for <laughs> Brittany Ryder. I would have wholeheartedly disagreed because not worth it. Maybe if she, you know, maybe she was a little better than she is, you know. If she... <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to some topics. Keep the show moving. It's late. Um, Let's start with Baker, actually, because Tucker brought him up. So Baker Mayfield dealt to the Panthers for a compensatory pick. Uh, He will enter a quarterback room of 
Sam Darnold and Matt Corral. The Panthers now have two of the top three picks in that draft, uh, Baker and Darnold. So the Panthers overall uh, in the past couple years have traded away a second, a third, a two-fourths, a fifth, and a sixth, all to acquire Darnold, Mayfield, and Corral. Not the best. Wait, so what did they trade away for? A, cons- a compensatory pick, so it depends. Yes, nothing. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> not the best general managing going on on there. I like this deal though. I think this is beneficial to both parties. Obviously Baker was a malcontent in Cleveland. Didn't want to be there. Don't blame him. Um, and the Panthers really don't have that great of a prospect at quarterback. I mean, Darnold stinks. He's very, very bad. Uh, Matt Corral, who knows what he's going to be. Um, did somebody make a Matt Corral take on this show? I thought somebody maybe. did. Um, you did, Tucker? I said maybe. I thought somebody said that he was going to be starting. Maybe not. Maybe I'm losing it. Um, but I th- I like Baker, like I said. I think he's got a chance here to prove himself. Um, he's been up and down, obviously. If he can figure it out, and Tucker, I do agree that when he's got a chip on his shoulder, he's better. Um, he could turn into something, and he could be the long-term solution at least for the next, you know, five or so years for the Panthers. They've got a lot of good young players on this team. Yeah, I mean, it's tough because who was like their wide receivers? Robbie Anderson, who I think is mid. Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore is a good one-two combo. Yeah, in my I think they're both, so. both kind of mid. And then you have who's a great receiving back on top of that. Yeah, so here's the thing with Baker. Like, if he succeeds – and the Panthers don't have to go into total remote rebuild mode, this will be a brilliant move. If he fails, they might, and with their draft, all the picks they trade away for these guys, they might have to think about moving on from McCaffrey. I mean, he's already a little bit injury prone. He's already got the wear and tear because he has to run the ball so much. They might have to start thinking about moving on from him. Um, but this is a big deal for the Panthers. I mean, I like Baker. I hope he succeeds. I think he will be good. I think he'll win the job over Darnold. And uh, they can move him to try to recoup some of their lost assets. Um, but, yeah, I like this move. Uh, Cam, we'll get your thoughts. And then Tucker kind of already touched on it, so we'll go to him last. Yeah, <clears throat> it's a great move for the Panthers right now. But if you don't look at what they've done in the past, but I suppose 2020, living in the present, starting over. I think Baker's better than Darnold for Al. He's a rookie, so there's no reason to have him start, even if he does ball out like crazy in the, uh, the offseason. Um, I really I don't know. Like I said, I have him as comeback player of the year, so I'm, I'm hopeful, but I also don't really love the guy, so I'm a little torn. I, I don't know. I also don't like Darnold, so I'm going to go for – I'm rooting for Baker this year. Uh, put it on on the record. I'm a Baker guy this year. I'm rooting for him, and uh, yeah, that's it. He's gonna be a stud. I'll tell you what. In an alternate universe, if the Patriots don't draft Mac Jones, there's a good chance Baker's quarterback here. Uh, they looked at him a lot in the um, the draft. They there were rumors that they were. Uh, there's rumors now that they may have attempted to trade up, but then they before they found out he was going number one because uh, it was kind of up in the air during that draft. People didn't know if it was going to be him. Um, but 
Yeah, I mean, an alternate universe, he might be quarterback here. So that's why I'm kind of always rooting for Baker. Uh, Tucker, do you have anything to add to your take earlier? Yeah, I think it's good for them. Um, Sam Darnold, turns out, was just bad, which I had hopes for Sam Darnold for some godforsaken reason. Um, but I think this is honestly kind of a good team. I didn't even look at the team fully before I did, but like a running back room with Chubba Hubbard and Christian McCaffrey is a good running back room. And Trey, you forgot to mention the QB room, um, AFL legend PJ Walker. Is he still on the team? Yes, I'm looking at their depth chart right now. And then with Ikea Quono, like that was a sixth overall pick, plus like guys like Brian Burns, Derek Brown. Like their line's good with Brian Burns, Derek Brown, and Matt Udonis. And then, you know, you got, like, J.C. Horn and C.J. Henderson. Like, they have a good team around them. Like, they're a team that, like, sneaky good. Well, we'll see. I mean, I would love nothing more for them to stuff it down Brady's throat and win that division. Um, all right. So, we made a bit of a mistake, boys. Um, we did Goats List, guys, I think two episodes ago. There was a serious name left off that list. And it is maybe, he might be the most prolific athlete of all time, Joey Chestnut. Chestnut uh, won again this year to surprise to no one. But the uh, manner in which he won, I think, was a little surprising. So first off, he was playing injured. He had a something wrong with his leg. So he was in a boot. Playing in a boot. Uh, what was it, Cam? Broken foot. Was it a broken foot? I heard. I um, how many hot dogs did he put down? Sixty-three. So he put down sixty-three dogs with a broken foot. Not to mention, in the middle of the hot dog competition, as is kind of tradition at this point, protesters got up on the stage. I don't know how this doesn't have more security because there's protesters up there every year, throwing fake blood on the dogs, holding up signs. These guys, I don't even know what they were protesting. I heard they were a vegan group. Um, they were wearing Star Wars masks, and they had a sign that mentioned the Death Star. Could not tell you, but... Yeah, uh, it's about um, the Death Star at Smithfield. It's basically about, like, millions of chickens getting slaughtered at some, like, farm in Smithfield every year. I had chicken nuggets for lunch today. Spicy nuggets are back at McDonald's, if you boys didn't know. Um, but he took the guy and absolutely rocked him. I mean, this is a dude that has hot dogs from his stomach probably all the way up his throat. He's jamming more in, and he still has the wherewithal and the energy to absolutely bundle this dude, put an arm around his neck, chuck him to the floor. Um, shout out the guy who announces the competition, too, because he also tackled a guy. I, I didn't know he, he wanted to smoke like that. But um, this is just an annual tradition now for Joey Chestnut to just show off. Um Put, put numbers on the board and show what a great American looks like. I mean, I, tr I truly consider him an athlete because I don't think, I don't know how you do that. You have to be born different. You have to have the ability to, to like lengthen your stomach. I, I listened to a couple of interviews with him a couple of years back and he really takes it seriously and he, and he trains and he like stretches and he has to like take like supplements, stuff like that to try to lengthen his stomach and, just make it so we can fit all those hot dog buns, hot dogs, and some water down there, too. I mean, uh, absolute domination. Can't say I'm surprised. Absolute legend of the game. Jaws Chestnut is 
one of the goats in uh, competition in history. I would like to amend my list and go back and put him at my number five instead of Phelps. Um, Cam, what'd you think of Joey? Yeah, everything you said. Um, it, it almost looked like he was somehow it looked like he was going slower than we've seen in the past, but still beat everybody by a 20. The next guy only ate 43. So, um, <clears throat> he's, in, he's incredible. He, uh, I, I read something, I don't know how many pounds 63 hot dogs is, um, but it, it always gives you like the other records that these people have, which is my favorite part about it. It's, it's so random. Like one of them was like, this guy ate 35 pounds of kale <laughs> and Joey Chestnut, 28 pounds of poutine and I don't know, the amount of crazy stuff that these guys eat. There was one that was like the best taco eater in the country. Um, so, yeah, it's impressive. I miss Kobayashi, though, the only guy that could really ever give him a run for his money. I I don't know what happened to him. I don't either. Couldn't, couldn't handle the, the defeat here. Takiyuru Kobayashi, the godfather of competitive eating, as he's known. Yeah. I don't know what happened to him. Other but pursuits. They have to look up. There's nothing past like 2015 about him. Um, but uh, I will say this: he Joey put down what did you say 63. He'd been beating his record every year without those protesters getting involved and without that leg. I mean, he probably puts up 80 dogs. He put up eight, 76 last year. Um, I, I was disappointed to see that he that he couldn't beat his record, but I understand the situation. Uh, he's a competitor nonetheless. Uh, Tucker, thoughts on Joey? Yeah, I mean, my thoughts, great performance. I don't really understand um, how someone's just so much better than everyone else. Like, I feel like there's other professional eaters and like just to be far and away every single year, so much better than everyone else is just weird at this point. Like it seems to have enough of a volume where a lot, like multiple people are professional and it's just not competitive. He just wins by a ton every single year. He put a guy in a chokehold halfway through still dominate. How many did he won by this year? Like 20 Cam said. It's absurd. I mean, there's no reason why someone should be this much better at something that multiple people train at. Well, there's a girl now, like too. There's a girl now, too, that's blowing out the competition. I think they call her, like, the Black Widow or something. She's absolutely bodying everybody. Um, and she had to sit out last year because she was pregnant. So she came back after her pregnancy and absolutely destroyed. Um, the guy, she's it's a word. She's married to a guy that does the guys eating. Yeah, no, she's the number one ranked female competitor in the world. Her husband is the number four ranked competitive eater in the world. That child is going to be godly. He's going to put down dogs like no one else. That's got to be a weird like life to live as a child. Be like, what do your parents do for a living? They're both competitive eaters. They're both in major like, league eating. Like, That's awesome. People live up to in competitive eating just feels like such a weird childhood. Um, I also looked up the Kobayashi. Um, there was a contract dispute. 
and he's he wasn't able to to enter Nathan's competition anymore. Oh wow! Even like Kobayashi, um, the number two ranked guy in the world, uh, Boston guy, came out wearing like a Boston hat. But, uh, so I was like, come on, put put at least a little bit of a fight up. Um, but yeah, all time performance, Joey. I uh, expect eighty dogs next year. Uh, Tuck, Tucker, find me a line on that. Um, see if we can put oh, it down. There's always early. a line on it. See if we can put it down early. Get a future on that. Um, all right, NBA off season cooking a little bit. Uh, we have Rudy Gobert traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Has beef with Anthony Edwards. I think Anthony told him like he would take his soul or something like that or something crazy. Um, I don't have much on that. I don't know too much. I know Rudy Gobert is the D bag who started the COVID outbreak in the NBA. Um, and people were always saying, uh, we'd rather have Rudy Gobert than Gordon Hayward when they were on the same team or no. Was that, was that Gobert? They were on the same team. Yeah. So they were like, we'd rather have Gobert than Hayward. And that, Really didn't work out. I mean, Hayward hasn't turned into anything great either. But um, but the big one I want to talk about is Zion. Zion signed a massive extension with the uh, Pelicans. Uh, I'm trying to look up the numbers right now. Uh, five years, $193 million, um, Could earn as much as $231 million. So, like, when Zion was coming up, obviously I was super hyped about him. It seems to me like he's been kind of a flop. Like, I know he was having really bad weight trouble. Um, it seems like he figured it out. I didn't pay attention this season. I guess he, he played kind of well. Um, but I think it's a little dangerous to put a guy who's that young, give him that much money, and a guy who's had struggles with his weight. I mean, think about how much food in New Orleans, great food, he can buy with $231 million. Um, I don't know if it's going to work out for them. I almost made a take about it, uh, that he, he may eat himself out of the league. They won't see him play more than one year of his contract. Um, they're really going to have to buckle down on him and make sure that he's doing what he needs to do to stay in shape. Um, I think it's a bit of a risky move considering he has only played like a season's worth of games in what, three, four years. Um, I think three years now, um, but it just it just seems like a risk to me. Uh, Tucker, I'll go to you uh, on Gobert and what? Two years. What? Pretty sure it was two years. He's only been in the league two years. He got drafted in, I guess, yeah, two years. But still, missing a whole year. Yeah, no, he missed basically. Yeah, I mean, he, play, he hasn't played a year's worth of games. He's played like 40 games in two years. 40 games? I thought it was more than that. No, I mean, because he missed half of his first season, and then he missed his entire season. He didn't play the season? He's I don't played, believe so. He's played 85 games. Oh, I guess he did play the season. Yeah, I thought he figured uh, it out. So he so he played he played 24 games in his rookie year. He averaged 22.5. He played 61 games this year and averaged 27. I mean, those are great numbers. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. So maybe it does make sense. But I just worry. I always worry about the weight issues with uh, with dudes. Um, it's, it's, no, wait. This is his third year, I think. Oh, so he didn't play in 2021. Yeah. I think you're right because, what, I think Lonzo was the, the rookie of the year last year. 
which would have made John Morant the rookie of the year the year before. Yeah, he did not play this year with a foot injury because he was fat. He couldn't get back because he was fat. That was what it was. He got too fat. He couldn't get back. Yep, so this is this will be his fourth year next season. Um, and they got him for five more after this, which doesn't really matter in the NBA because you can just ask for a trade at any time. But, um, I mean, it's dangerous, I think. I don't know. Uh, but, Tucker, you want to touch on that? Or Rudy Gobert, anything you want from, from NBA uh, offseason? Um, yeah, I'll start off with uh, Zion and the fact that, yes, it is risky, but Zion's a generational talent. Like, I'm telling you, there's no one that's as good as he is, I feel like. Um, at, like, peak at like peak form, I mean, look what he did in the NBA when he was playing as a first year, second year. Like, he was a guy averaging 27 points per game on 61% field goal percentage. No one's doing that. Like, that's a crazy number. I don't think anyone was shooting 61%. Like, I mean, Julius Randle got a supermax, you know? Shooting the same thing on, like, 35 40% shooting percentage. He's so efficient. He's just very good when he's playing. And I think at this point, like, giving a guy a max deal is common in the NBA. Everyone's doing it. And so... I don't blame them at all for giving him the money. I really just think he's so much better than anyone else at, I mean, just in general. There's a guy, 61% is just absurdly efficient. I'm looking up, like, other player stats. I'm looking up LeBron James. LeBron James was shooting 52% in his best year. You know, like, 56% in his best year. Like, this is an absurdly good basketball player. Um, so I say you have to take the risk because, like, what's the alternative? Letting Zion Williamson walk from the Pelicans? You don't have anything going for you as the Pelicans. You don't, like, you know, you're not, like, a player away. Zion's that guy you need to build around if you're going to build around anybody. So, hand off, I don't know how NBA contracts work entirely, but I would have said one more proven year. Um, see if he comes back healthy. See if he's the same player. See if he cuts the weight. And then pay him. Um, I mean, so if they weren't going to some. Someone will pay you right off the bat. I don't know. Um, Cam? Trey, I don't know where you're... Where, I think you just watched like that one picture or video or something. He's not fat. No, he's not fat. He was actually fat. No, he was. Cam, but the whole reason he couldn't come back this year was weight issues. I know, but have you seen him recently? I looked up pictures of him. He's, he's big. He's big. Yeah, he's he's dropped the weight and he's put on muscle. There was a video I watched not too long ago. Him just yeah, like, no, he's cool. Um, anyway, I agree with you, Tucker. I think he's there's absolutely no way you let him go, uh, especially what he did when he did play. Give him the you let him have a year um, to rest last year, and now he's back. I've also heard rumors that Kevin Durant is there's a little bit of uh, talks with the Pelicans. So keep an eye on that. They just signed Tyler for a big deal. I'd he, actually expect Durant to be good that. He's not going to. He said he's going to a team with two all-stars. That's what I saw. Zion Williamson. Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram. Is Brandon Ingram an all-star? No. CJ was, though. So not this year. Player. 
I mean, I don't know. I guess I don't like Kevin Durant. They're a talented team, in my opinion. Yeah. No, they are. They're in the playoffs too, and they got Larry Nance. All right, I guess we'll see. But I just get worried about the fat guys. So that's all I'm worried about. It's just Demarcus <laughs> Russell. Um. All right, list guys. Tucker, you weren't here when we decided it. Vegetables. We're getting healthy. We're getting healthy. I shot my list off. Now, I'm not a big vegetable eater, to be honest with you. Um, I shot my list off um, off the top. So, um, you know, I might want to change it at some point, but I'm going to roll with it right now. Um, my number five is going to be carrots. Now, I don't like raw carrots. I don't like baby carrots. They got to be cooked. You got to have good butter on them. You know, a little bit of char on them is good. Um, if they got some, you know, seasoning like lemon or something on them. Uh, carrots are solid. They're good for your eyes. I have terrible eyesight. So um, I probably didn't eat enough of them as a child. Um, but carrots is going to come in at my number five. Um, not a giant fan of them, but I'll put them at five. Uh, Cam, go ahead. All right, number five. I'm going with the cucumber. Um, are we counting pickle on this list? The pickle is a cucumber. No, that doesn't count. I, okay, well, cucumber number five. Um, raw cucumber in a salad, cucumber and ranch. It's it's refreshing. It's uh, it's uh, I don't know how else to describe a cucumber. It's it's number five. That's what it is. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Tucker? Yeah, you know, you kind of threw me off with this list. Um, number five, I also have... Oh, I have spinach. I'm a big spinach guy, partially due to Popeye. Um, makes me feel good. It's just like something I'll throw on. It's my biggest thing. Biggest time I'll get it is at Subway. Makes me feel healthy whenever I get a sandwich. I'm like, you know what? Throw some spinach on there. I think this is stuff healthy. And yeah, it's very good for you, so always makes you feel good, and I enjoy it. And like, if you get like a good like, what's it called? I can't remember, like cream of spinach or whatever. Like, I had a steakhouse once, one of the best things I had. All right, my number four is gonna be broccoli. Um, I was afraid of broccoli as a child, but my mother uh, got me used to it by. Uh, throwing them in a pan with some uh, breadcrumbs and lemon and uh, on the tops of those little trees. Pretty darn good. Tastes really good, actually. That's really the only way I like broccoli. I don't like just normal steamed broccoli or anything like that. And I don't love the stalks. I only like the hairy parts, you know, with the leaf, the leafage. Um, I tip, I, as I've gotten older, I've, you know, sucked it up and eaten the stalks anyway. But when I was a kid, it was just take a bite of the top of the broccoli, then I was done with it. Um, can only put it at number four because I only really like it prepared one way, but it in that way, it is really delicious. And they're cool looking. They just look like trees, and that's pretty neat. So broccoli is my number four. Uh, Kim? Number four, I got asparagus. Um, I just recently started liking asparagus probably about a year ago. Uh, roasted asparagus, put it in the oven, season it up. Now... It has to be cooked perfect timing-wise because if it's underdone, it's too crunchy, can't eat the stalks, and even the top, it's not that great. If it's overdone and it's just too crisp, it just breaks apart, 
can't do it that way either. It's got to be a certain uh, level of doneness. And um, most places, honestly, like restaurants, don't really cook that well, in my opinion. So it's got to be kind of a homemade, like you said, really only one way to prepare it for me that I like it. Maybe grilled, never had it. I'll try it. Um, but asparagus number four. Tucker. Number four, I also have broccoli. I like broccoli only when it's with other things. I don't know. I like dipping broccoli in things. Like if I get a steak with a sauce, getting like broccoli with it, dip it in your hollandaise, dip it in your steak sauce, dip it in whatever you need to dip it in. It's great. I'm not a huge fan of it solo though. It needs it needs some type of flavoring. I just don't think it's a on its own type of vegetable. So that's why it's not higher on the list. I agree with that. Like I said, I need to have those spring crumbs and lemon on it to, for it to be really good. Uh, my number three is going to be asparagus, Cam. Um, I've been a big proponent of asparagus for a long time. Um, weird looking vegetable. Uh, much like I said about broccoli as a kid, only like the tops. Now I really thoroughly enjoy the whole thing. There is something to be said about it not being cooked the right way. If it is too soft and underdone, I don't love it. But I actually don't mind if it's crispy and crunchy. Um, I kind of like it that way. On the grill also, Cam, it is good. Uh, another way that kind of pushes ahead of broccoli, broccoli wrap, I mean, asparagus wrapped in prosciutto, uh, which is something I discovered um, at Italian restaurants. Also wrapped in like, I, I don't know what it is, but like a cheese, like kind of like a cheesy bread, like pancake thing. I've had it wrapped in that too. Really good. Uh, also makes your pee smell funny. Doesn't affect me personally that I can tell. I never notice it after I eat it that my pee smells, but I've heard that it makes your pee smell funny. So that's just an added bonus. Um, asparagus, my number three. Cam. It absolutely makes your pee smell funny, and you're a liar if, it's not if you say it doesn't. I think maybe next time you eat asparagus, load up on it. Make sure you really take your take some time to wait wait until it gets down there. And then go to the bathroom. Trust me, it's it's Bro, great. I tried. It just I never noticed it. Weird. Something's wrong with you. Go to the doctor. <laughs> Number three, I got carrots. Um, now I'm the opposite as you, Trey. I don't like cooked carrots. I'll eat them, but like I'm just not a fan. It's I think it's a texture thing for me. They taste okay. It's just uh, not something I'm a huge proponent of. Now raw carrots, I will eat an entire bag of baby. Carrots, um, dip them in ranch. That's pretty much it. Dip them in ranch. No blue cheese ever. Um, but yeah, good for your eyesight, like you said. So that's going to be my number three. I'll tell you one thing I missed about carrots. Love carrots in a soup. Um, if it's cut up in like a chicken noodle or like a ramen, always seems to add to it. I, I do enjoy it there. Uh, Tucker, number three. Number three, I also have carrots, and I'm 100% on board with Cam here. Um, I carrots is something like I'll just eat raw, and I like I'll just have just I can eat a whole bag of baby carrots, especially if you give me ranch with it. It's delicious. I, it's one of those things that that's the difference between that and broccoli. Broccoli, I need to have something with it. It's got to be dipped in something. Carrots, I can just eat straight up, and I will just eat straight up. All right. My number two, this is where my list is going to get a little cheaty, I feel, but I think this is technically a vegetable. Potatoes. Um, potatoes are the nope. utility back of the vegetable world. They can be used in so many different ways. 
You can eat a baked potato. You can eat French fries, which are potatoes, potato chips, um, you know, just potato, like a scallion kind of potato. Like there's so many different ways to cook them. They're all good. Uh, throw some butter on there, throw some salt, some seasoning. Um, potatoes are always delicious. I'm never going to say no to, to a potato. Uh, great Minecraft food. Uh, really easy to make and, and gives you a lot of, you know, the, the, the little hearts. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just a big fan of potatoes. I eat French fries a lot. Uh, I know those are like kind of not a vegetable, but you know, it grows in the ground. It's, uh, it's a vegetable in, in my mind. It, it fits in the vegetable group. Uh, so potatoes are going to be my number two. Cam. Potatoes as much of a vegetable as cheese is a condiment. I, I don't like condiments and I don't like vegetables. So that's what you're getting. That's fine. Number two, I got corn either on or off the cob, preferably on the cob. Um, I don't know why there's something about it where it just, it makes you feel, makes it uh, taste better. I don't know what it is, but um, corn is a go-to for me. Um, when I was growing up, we had to have, you know, one meat, one, one carb, one veggie on the, on the plate. Pretty much was having corn every single night for dinner when I was a kid. Um, for Thanksgiving, my grandma makes the corn, puts about 14 sticks of butter in it. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, I, that's a, that's, it's the second best vegetable out there, no doubt. Cugger. Number two, I have peas. Love peas. Uh, grew up with it. So it, it's kind of like a, familiar pick in that way and that like I just grew up with peas and loved them so much growing up that it comes up here I don't have them too much nowadays but growing up one of my favorites so peas number two Tucker I'm amending my list peas is going to get into my five slot totally forgot about peas I also really love peas I was shocked when I hadn't heard peas from you I was thinking maybe it was number one but I feel like I know you're number one no, it's number five for me. Carrots is sliding off my list. I really don't like carrots that much. Peas has got to be up there. I really do like peas. I've always liked peas. It's a vegetable I've never had a problem with. Um, my number one, I'm just a step behind Cam on this list, corn. Uh, corn on the cob, off the cob is excellent. A um, little bit of seasoned corn. You know, uh, one of the few salads I'll eat is like a corn salad, uh, which is kind of more like a dip at that point with like peppers in it and stuff like that. Um, corn on the cob is fun, just fun to eat too. I always took uh, a lot of pride in that I could really clean a corn, uh, an ear of corn. Uh, my family was astounded by it when I first did it. I would dig my bottom teeth under the row and kind of yank them up. Um, but you're right, Cam, it, there's something about eating it. It feels like summer, you know, uh, just throw it on the grill, grill it inside the, 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 uh, wrap there. I don't know what they call it. The leaves. Um, used to love shucking corn, feeding it to my grandma's horses. Uh, there's corn in Husk. everything. Uh, what was that, Cam? Husks. Husks, yeah. Um, corn is the life giver, you know, the Native Americans. They, 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 they lived off corn. Uh, corn's just the all-around the best vegetable. It's used for the most stuff. It's a great crop. Um, and it's tasty, delicious, sweet, um, Throw a butter, salt on there. It is just, even pepper. It is just delicious. Popcorn, too. Popcorn. I love popcorn. 
So corn's uh, going to be my easy number one, far and away. Cam? I also forgot to mention my corn. Just had this for the first time the other, uh, well, I guess it was a couple months ago. Mexican street corn. Have you ever had that? No, it's got too much going on for me. There's too much. No, it it's so good. It's on a new level. They got like mayo in there, don't they? No, 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 no. It's like a Mexican cheese. Maybe I'll Some have to check sort of it out. Give it a shot. It's delicious. My number one is broccoli. <clears throat> um, now broccoli, I will eat anyway. Uh, grilled, steamed, roasted. However, season it up. It is my go-to side at any restaurant. Friendly's when I was growing up, I would get the honey barbecue chicken super melt side of fry, or side of broccoli instead of fries. The other night at dinner, or sorry, the other day at, uh, I went to PDQ, which is a fast food restaurant. I got chicken tenders and side of broccoli. And they probably thought I was crazy, but I don't care. I love broccoli. My favorite type of broccoli is hibachi broccoli <clears throat> um, or any, really any, you know, Chinese, Japanese food place where they have broccoli. Um, when I was in preschool, they asked our favorite food and I said Chinese broccoli. And it hasn't changed much from then. I would say broccoli is definitely in my top 10 favorite foods of all time. I don't know what it is. Um, stock wise, I'll eat the stocks, but it's got to be cooked a little bit more. Um, otherwise, it's a, a little bit uh, too crunchy for me. But yeah, broccoli, so much you can do with it. Uh, don't know why you wouldn't think that, that I would love broccoli so much, but that's number one. You're a big texture guy, Cam. All about the texture with you. Um, my number one is corn. It's the correct answer on the cob, off the cob. It doesn't matter. It's the ultimate food. I, I just love corn. Any situation where there's corn available, I will take it. Um, it's just awesome. I mean, add some butter, add some salt. It's just incredible. It's so good. I wouldn't even think it's a vegetable. I actually had to Google is corn a vegetable going into this list just to make sure. But, uh, yeah, corn, easy number one. All right, that is list, guys. Let's move along to the movie, Jack, Jack and Jill. Hey, how was it? Did you guys not watch it, either of you? Absolutely not. Cam? No, I, um, I actively did not watch it. I watched another movie instead. In my mind, I said I could watch the movie the week this week. And I decided to go against it because I wasn't obligated to do so. But I'd ask Dylan if he watched it because he was obligated. All right. Um, I have three thoughts on this movie. Three basic theses, theses coming off this movie. That, I mean, I'll just start by saying this is one of the worst movies of all time. I did some research. It won a Razzie, which is the like anti-Oscars, in every single conceivable category. It was the first movie to ever do so. Um, but my, my three main theses of this movie, number one, it is a commercial. It's not even a movie. I don't know if you guys remember how much product placements in this movie. It starts off that they're doing a Pepto-Bismol commercial. 
the whole driving point of the movie is a Dunkin' Donuts commercial. Them, them making Adam Sandler's character a ad marketer guy was just completely done to make money. I mean, this movie was 100% a cash grab. They were clearly low on funds in the Sandler household, and they thought, oh, what can we do? Oh, let's make a movie about an ad executive where I play both parts so we can get we can cut down on an extra actor and make a ton of money. Um, there's product placement everywhere you go. There's a long shot of American Airlines. Uh, Adam Sandler's holding a Diet Coke with a label out early in the film. The first, like, 15 minutes of the movie was entirely product placement. So this is just a commercial with no funny parts. Um, the second point, this movie has aged horribly. I felt like this did not come out that long ago. What was the year on this? Like 2011-ish? Um, there is a lot of racism towards Mexicans in this film. Uh, the, the grandmother at the cookout gets knocked out. They wake her up by force-feeding her peppers. Like, it's just a lot of... Co- and then Jared from Subway makes an appearance in this film. And he's talking to two hot chicks. I think they were probably a little too old for him. Um, but super, super <laughs> weird to see him, uh, prominently featured in this movie in a scene. Um, the third thing is this movie actually oddly made me appreciate Al Pacino as a great actor even more because he was the only entertaining thing in this entire film. He gave it a hundred percent effort for no reason. Clearly he needed a check. They offered him the job. He took it, but he didn't take it like lightly. He had a couple a couple times I ex- exhaled out of my nose at some of his lines. They were pretty funny. Um, he acted like a crazy person. I think he is a crazy person, so it probably wasn't too much of a stretch. But he acted it really well. He really sold that he was in love with this female Adam Sandler. It was really actually pretty good from him. So I'll say that. That was my favorite part of the movie was just Al Pacino in general. Uh, there were a couple lines that got a laugh out of me. Um, or snort, I should say. I don't know if I audibly laughed once, but um, Adam Sandler's kid asks him, you know, he's making fun of whatever Jill's wearing or whatever, and he's like, is that what you're wearing? And then the kid goes, is that what you're going to wear in hell? That made me laugh. There was another, uh, oh, the Al Pacino scenes where he's uh, acting and he breaks up the, he breaks up the, um, breaks up the play to answer a phone call. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but anyways, this movie was terrible. Uh, it's a terrible film. Clearly, I mean, Adam's had some bad movies. This has got to be number one on the list of his bad movies. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Little Nicky. It's an Adam Sandler movie where he plays the son of the devil. Pretty darn bad. This is worse. This is worse. I will never be watching this movie again in my life. It is terrible. Um, it's stupid humor. You better watch all Ken's movies then, because maybe I'll just pick it again. You can't pick it again. That's against the rules. This movie's just fart jokes. That's all it is. It's fart jokes and, like, haha, look, a girl Adam Sandler. Um, This movie's going to get a solid 1.6 for me. The entirety of that 1.6 will be awarded to Mr. Al Pacino for his performance. Dylan Benham is here, ladies and gentlemen, right at the close of the show, stopping in to say hello. Dylan, did you watch Jack and Jill? No. Point. Dylan nope. loses a point. No, I didn't. Yes, yes you, you did. did. No, I didn't. You did yes, not watch did. Baywatch. I listened to the episode this this morning. Yeah, I watched Baywatch. I just didn't watch it in time. 
That's going to be a point. Dylan's down to four. That's a take. Um, Dylan, do you have a top... Go ahead, Cam. Everything that... I mean, that was the most in-depth analysis of a movie we've ever had. I think I think you love that movie. I hate that movie. I just... I just love the movie. <laughs> I just, I couldn't walk away without getting that off my chest. Like, I, I was watching it, and I was like, I can't believe that this is a commercial. This is just a long commercial. Like, they go on a cruise, or advertising the cruise line. Like, they, every part, the entire driving plot of this movie was getting Al Pacino to do a Dunkin' Donuts commercial. It was a commercial. Oh, my God. Um, Dylan, do you have a top five favorite vegetables? I can do it. Have we done it yet? We did it. Just list them, list them off. Top five favorite vegetables. Anyway prepared. I'm going to go number five, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> did someone put that one? Has not been on our list. Fruit. Tomatoes and fruit? Oh, okay. <laughs> number five, I'm going then... Uh, cucumber. Yeah, that's mine. Number four, I'm going. Uh, <clears throat> shit. Number four, onion. Number five or number three, I'm gonna go. Pepper. Number two, I'm going lettuce. And number one, I'm gonna go. Uh, potato number one. Thank you. <laughs> Some diversity that in that list. Cool. Some stuff we didn't have. Nobody had onions, peppers, or lettuce on their list. Oh damn! Yeah, so really mixing it up. Dill briefly. Corn was corn was both Tucker and I's number one. Oh corn, yeah. Uh, corn by itself though is okay. It's great. But like ground up corn. To make corn chips and other things. It's also in gas, gasoline. Yeah, I said it was in everything. That's why it was so high on my list. Our country runs off corn. Um, Dylan, before we end the show, do you have a way to take ready that you'd like to deliver? No. Um, would you like to text one to me this week and I can send it up? With the um, you need to earn a point back. <laughs> uh, here's, here's a take for you. Here's a take for you real quick. Um, Baltimore Orioles are trash. They're absolute garbage. They're winning, yeah. though. Um, but they've come in last a billion times. Now, uh, Manfred has said that he wants to expand the league to uh, expanding the league to 32 teams. Um, I think with that, the Orioles are going to move divisions, and they're going to get out of the East, and there's going to be a new East that expansion, and they're going to go somewhere else and maybe be competitive. Interesting. I like that take. Um, the Orioles are playing better though recently. Uh, they have won like a bunch of games in their past twenty. Um, yeah, I'd like to see it. I'd like to see them get out of the East. They're the doormat of the league, the league, so it wouldn't bother me at all. I, I like that take. Tuck? 
I missed the take. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Uh, Cam? I like it. They're trash. Get, get them out of here. All right. Actually, the, like the latest ways to take delivered in this show's history. Um, Sorry. No, it's fine. You had base. Dylan had baseball. He's still an athlete. Um, I think I'm up. Am I not? Yeah. Yeah, I think Tucker. I think it goes Tucker than me. Let me see. What was my last movie? Glory. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, Jack and Jill gets a one point six. It is out of the competition, however, for only one score, so it cannot win Best Picture. Um. Yeah. So my movie is going to be a movie that I wanted to watch this week being at the 4th of July. Um, I didn't get around to it yet. So I figure I'll throw it in here because I'm going to watch it anyway. Um, the Patriot. I am doing The Patriot with Mel Gibson from 2001, I believe. Uh, great film. Have you guys seen it? What's that one about? Uh, the Revolution. Never it's on I Netflix. Think- really good movie. I know Tucker's right. seen it. Movies like this. It's a war movie. I mean, so it's action-packed. You don't like war movies? Nope. All right. Full, full Metal Jacket might be my next pick then. Um, no, all, right. all right. The Patriot is the movie. That's our show. Thanks to Dylan for, for uh, jumping in the last minute and adding his list to the conversation. Um, but check us out on our socials. Thanks for getting with us. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.